0: Song that you're listening to is "Mad World" by Gary Jules. You probably heard this song from uh, Donnie Darko, and uh, Kevin right here has some information about that because <laughs> I have never seen that movie. I just realized that.
1: Uh, so for the those who don't know, uh, Donnie Darko came out in 2001. It is an American psychological horror science fiction indie film, if you want to try to combine all those genres together. (laughs) Um, It's a really creepy song, but a beautiful song. Beautifully creepy. Uh, You'll hear this song towards the finale of the film, and I think it pretty much sums everything up. On tonight's podcast, we review Swiss Army Man. We go over our throwback flicks of the week. Mine was Sicario.
2: Mine was The Hateful Eight And mine was uh, Chef's
0: Table
1: And we also go over movie news And we end the night with a discussion about Judd Apatow's comedy generation Is it going to end? Will it continue?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's already on a tail end But that's just me
1: (laughs) Stay tuned Yep Went to school and I was very nervous No one knew me, no one knew me. Hello teacher, tell me what's my lesson. Look right through me, look right through me.
0: salutations everybody out there um welcome to we sainted i think yes it is a podcast where we talk about movies and everything that is attached to it how's everybody doing today good man what's
1: up up? how you doing man (laughs) (laughs) we uh we're back after yeah. a brief little hiatus. Yeah, uh,
0: I had a, a bit of a surgery to go through, and I was recuperating. Finally got all my uh, my cells rejuvenated, as Superman would say. I, I don't think he ever said something like that, but I'm going to say that he would say something like that. Uh, I'm not at 100%, but I am kind of doped up right now, so let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> How was movie week for you guys? Uh, this week... Actually, two weeks. How was these? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah,
1: two weeks. Well, two weeks ago we didn't review a movie because there was really nothing out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that took our interest. Um, we said we were going to see Independence Day, but just like X Men, once we saw those reviews,
0: we were like, "No, nah. no." Nah. Did you not see happened. it, Anthony? No, I did not it. Nope.
1: Um, so we made an attempt to watch X Men. We said no. You said no. We made an attempt to see Independence Day. We said sorry. And instead we saw Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Swiss Army Man. Uh, Pat and I saw I, Anthony, were you able to see it? Never even heard of that movie.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. <no>. Really?
1: <laughs> you gotta you gotta see the you gotta check out the trailer. It's on their yeah. Facebook page. It's really but really interesting.
0: The thing about that movie is the trailer really doesn't tell you much about the movie. If you if you're thinking that it's like one of these typical trailers that uh informs you a lot about it yeah you're gonna yeah yeah, you're gonna be sorely mistaken because the trailer makes you think that uh wait, should we do like spoiler free on this one, or should we just go go about it?
1: We could still go about it. we just gotta make sure we say spoiler alert
0: yeah spoiler alert. <laughs> um the trailer makes you feel that uh the guy who's stranded on this deserted island is just gonna be talking to himself. The whole time, uh, the actual dead body, which is the Swiss Army Man, you think that he's not going to say a word, but you find out uh, You find out early in the movie that that dead body actually does speak.
1: But did he though? Did he really speak? That's the question. That's the question about the movie. I
0: think he 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 does.
1: So. All right, Swiss Army Man was directed by this two a Daniels.
0: Spoiler, a whole bunch of
1: spoilers in this. So thing. if if you look at the credits, it says directed by Daniels, and the reason why it's because it was two different guys named both named Daniel, Daniel Scheinhart and Daniel Kwan, and they refer to each other as Daniels. Uh, they both wrote the script. Uh, this movie is stars Paul Dano. And stars Daniel Radcliffe Mr. Harry Potter And, and there's Paul, a, an appearance by
0: And What movie was that? What movie was he in?
1: Well recently he was in uh, Now You See Me Part 2 Yeah
0: but I remember him from uh, Horns? Not Horns I remember him from uh, Girl Next Door He played the nerd Oh you're
1: Girl talking about Next Paul Door. Dano I thought you were talking about Daniel Radcliffe Oh
0: no no, no, no. <laughs> I saw that movie too that Horns that was pretty sick Um
1: Paul Dano, yeah Paul Dano,
0: he was in uh, Girl Next Door And that's where I got my fucking uh, What'd you call it Uh, Gamer tag, effing tripod From from that movie I've been using it ever since (laughs) I'm like, yeah I like that, I like that But uh, continue what you were saying
1: Uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead Miss uh, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim Is also in the movie And um I think I think Pat and I when after we saw the movie we kind of walked out like we, we, with a lot of questions like yeah, did we, we like, really enjoy this or Yeah, we didn't know is, what to think. I, was there something missing? I felt like there was something missing from the movie. There was something that either was missing or it could have been taken out and it would have been like one of those movies that oh I definitely got to see this again. Yeah. Because I think the like content in the script Is fun and and, you know when you hear about it, you're like, oh, I definitely want to see that because it's it's wild, it's crazy, it's very unconventional. But Mm -hmm. there was something in it that kind of pushed me away from it too, though. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I I know this morning when I woke up, I felt differently about it. I thought, you know what? Nah, it was actually pretty good. It was it was pretty good, and it's I mean that plot is freaking crazy. I mean, for those who have not heard of this movie, check out the trailer. Uh, to basically, to 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 basically sum it up, Paul Dano runs away from home. He ends up stra- stranded on an island. Yep. He's about to commit suicide, and Daniel Radcliffe, who plays a corpse, washes up on the beach, and that's when things just start getting super inappropriate. Uh, his corpse starts like farting nonstop, and when I say nonstop, I mean for like a good half hour straight of yeah. just farting, just straight up farting, man, and. Uh, the farts are so powerful and magical that he can. Uh, they, he uses it as like propulsion, like he he becomes like a human jet ski or a dead jet, uh, jet ski. So Paul Dano rides him like a jet ski and ends up making it back to the mainland. And he as the movie continues, he finds out all these crazy things that the corpse can do. He can uh, his erections also work as a compass and yeah. always point north. <laughs> He can shoot anything out of his mouth um, as powerful as a gun. Um, lots of lots of random shit. But then halfway through the movie, it, it starts turning like sentimental. You realize that these two guys start becoming friends. The corpse starts talking. Although I kind of feel like that was maybe his imagination that the corpse was talking. I, I don't think it was his know.
0: imagination, man. Because the end of the movie makes you think different. Because the whole thing about the corpse taken off. And, and the little was, girl did see him yeah. talk.
1: I don't know.
0: Yeah. So I don't think but there was a lot of stuff that was weird about the movie. The whole thing about his leg. We saw his leg get broken. The, not the corpse but the guy. He fell out of a tree. His leg bent in a place that a leg is not supposed to bend. <laughs> and I'm like yo his leg is broken. Apparently he got a, a tourniquet put on it and now he's running around. Like nothing was wrong with his leg and stuff. I mean, they're just telling a story. Understandable.
1: It uh, it honestly felt like these two guys who wrote it just like this was like a random script. This was something that they came up with hanging out, they were probably high or really drunk when they came up with this idea. Yeah, I
0: think one of one of their friends probably was like one of those MacGyver guys and like, Man, you like a Swiss army man <laughs> And then that's what happened. It was like, yo, that's yeah. an idea right there, Swiss army man. What about you find a dead body or something like that, and that's what happened.
1: But if you think about it, a guy becoming best friends with a corpse in the middle of nowhere—it kind of sounds like a like it would be like a Tim Burton script, like an old school late yeah. '80s Tim yeah, Burton. I could, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I, I would have loved to see Tim Burton do something Ooh. something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Go check out the movie. I mean Let us know what you think. Like, I think I think we're still kinda on the fence. Out
0: of all the it's, cause it's a buddy comedy movie. It's a buddy comedy movie and out of all the buddy comedy movies that um that have come out in my lifetime, I wouldn't put it in my top ten. But for a movie that came out this year, I'm gonna put it in my top five for of movies that I've seen that come out that came out this year. I'm gonna put it in my top five for this year. But uh I can't see it getting any awards, but if it was to come out on Netflix, I would watch it. Like on a slow day, I would definitely watch it if it would come out on Netflix. But if it was to, I wouldn't buy it though. Would not buy it. Unless it's in like one of those bargain bins. (laughs) Just so I can, just for the director's commentary, I'll do it. I'll do it for that. If anything. I'll definitely do it, for but that. if it's in
1: if it's not in any of those terms, no
0: no, nah. <laughs> like if it's not in a bargain bin or voodoo doesn't have a uh, a special on it for like oh you could buy this movie special edition for like three ninety nine I'm like uh, I don't know yeah, anything other than that, I'm like nah, or if somebody just wants it as a gift, I'll definitely buy it for them as a gift. no problem with that all
1: right, but that's
0: my my talks on it.
1: Alright, so that's uh, that's Swiss Army, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, throwback flicks of the week. Um, who wants to go first?
2: Uh, I guess I'll go first. Mm. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I picked up uh, The Hateful Eight. The Quentin Tarantino film came out last year. Um, really liked it. It was a long film. Um, the second it was over... I instantly thought how similar it was to his first film, Reservoir Dogs. And the fact that everyone, it's a group of people in one location like it is in Reservoir Dogs. All those guys in that warehouse in Hateful it's a bunch of people in a, what was it, hat, I forgot what, what the word, what they call that little house. And no one knows who, who each other are, similar to Reservoir Dogs and as the fi- as the film uh, starts unwinding you start um finding out little things about everyone and i guess spoiler alert everyone dies in both films so i thought it was i it would probably be one of his funnier films as well it had a lot of jokes in it um but yeah i pretty I really enjoyed that film a nice little cameo well not cameo but uh Nice little uh, Channing Tatum role that they had in that film. Oh, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> that they totally had I totally forgot he was in it. So that's
0: my film. Pat? Um, well, to piggyback off of what you just said, you know, I realized something about Quentin Tarantino movies. If you're a shifty person or, like, some type of con artist or some type of... Uh, uh, you know just some type of uh, robber or something you are a sharp dresser i realized that in all his movies man everybody who's a bad guy but it's like the anti-hero kind of person they're always sharp as fuck they're always wearing suits they're always wearing you know the black suit with the white with the white shirt and the black tie as if it's like it's organized crime in a way cuz i'm like man they're way they're way better dressed than the actual heroes are sometimes And I realized that uh, Robert Rodriguez does the same thing. Because I know that Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez are like uh, close friends and stuff. I wonder if they're just doing that just to play off of each other. Because I saw that Dust Till Dawn, From Dust Till Dawn TV show. And I realized that uh, those brothers, I forgot the name of those guys. They're always dressing in suits. And then there was this episode that uh, they got their supposed uncle to do a job for him and he dressed in a suit too dressing just like them and apparently he learned they learned everything from him so I'm like yo how the fuck it's everybody who's a bad guy but you know they're anti-hero in a way why are they always dressing in suits to do a job and that guy said he says yo I'm working that's why so I'm like it's just something that I just thought of when you were talking about a uh, uh, reservoir dog so Did like, you
1: know that um in Reservoir Dogs, the guy that does that little dance sequence where he's dancing to that song, Yeah. stuck in the that, um, mm. he he's supposed to be the brother of John Travolta's character in Pulp Fiction. Really? Yeah, they're the Vega brothers. They're both of them have last names Vega, mm. and they're supposed to be like brother hitmen.
0: You know, he has a thing with brothers too, man. Because, and from Dust to No, well, that was Robert Rodriguez. He had a thing with. Uh, both of those guys are supposed to be brothers. I think they're supposed to be Jewish, too. Because one of their names is, is Seth. And that's not a... That's a Jewish name. So I, that was just a thought.
1: But no, nah, the reason why I said that was because, like, I... You know, now that you mentioned that they wear suits, and both of them wear suits mm-hmm. in each of their movies.
0: They're always... I guess that's just the thing. People in that world... Because I think of Raul Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino world as one world. I think everybody who's, like... A, some type of anti-hero or some type of criminal in some way.
1: Are we doing another conspiracy theory? <laughs> no,
0: maybe. I'm just saying I think that people who are, who are like this, who are those characters, I think those characters are supported in high regards just because there's that whole thing about in Quentin Tarantino's universe, it all started with uh, Inglorious Bastards. The reason why our universe is different from Quentin Tarantino's universe is because Inglorious Bastards they killed uh, Hitler in the most grotesque way possible. In our universe, Hitler killed himself. In our way, what happened, in the Quentin way, way, uh, all the Nazis are in this uh, grand ballroom watching a movie that's called, what was it called? I forgot. It, I forgot the name of the movie, but they were watching that movie. I'm gonna give it a fucking name. Um, oh, shit, what the name? It was called, like, we're shooting everybody or some shit like that. It was about this one sniper who was killing all the Americans. When they were coming to the tower. Tower, tower chases or some shit like that. And what happens is that. Um, the Witch- And glorious Bastards get in there. They have these fucking. Uh, fully automatic weapons. And just start raining bullets on. Everybody in there. Like it was just like shooting fish in a the barrel. Then uh, the people who actually set up. Uh, the whole projector and everything. They decided to set the film on fire because film is flammable if he did not know film is flammable so they set it on fire and who else is? oh hitler was in there they shot him up like i've never seen somebody get shot up like that before they killed him and that's when the universe changes that's where everything starts to go away with the no the universe doesn't start from there because the universe starts from django that's where the universe starts.
1: Django was oh yeah, Django was yeah. before that,
0: and that's that's where you see like uh, what you call it—the fact that uh, a slave rebelled against uh, his master in order to get the girl that he wanted. That that had to be told in the history books that a slave did that, killed everybody in that barn in that uh that plantation. Then the the whole thing about the inglorious bastards happened. So that shows that yeah we could be badasses too. We could just be a band of just badasses. Then after that, what well, Quentin Tarantino movie came out after that? Then Jackie Brown. That came out. Didn't see that movie. <laughs> so I can't really uh, conspiracize about that movie. But I did see Reservoir Dogs and you see that it was the they were just trying to do this one heist. And there's always one fucking heist that everybody's trying to do. I realized that in the movies and I realized that in Quentin Tarantino that it's like this one Big heist that they try to do, and something goes wrong, and uh they're stuck in that building. Then everybody ends up dying and shit like that. And pulp fiction happens. They like everything is totally just like out of whack when it comes to Quentin Tarantino's like universe, because people are getting shot in the middle of the fucking street. Um, the banter is unfucking real. The 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 line of dialogue, it, everything is just just weird about that universe but I like it and I, that was just, I so. actually
2: saw uh, this video where this guy talks about Glorious Bastards and how uh, he thinks Quentin Tarantino how the audience like the people, like us watching it are really into the gruesome things that he puts mm-hmm. so in a way uh, Hitler and all the Nazis that are in the theater are actually us in the theater and if if you remember the scene, uh, Hitler's laughing at all the people dying, and mm-hmm. in a way, that's us because we're enjoying Everybody how dying. gruesome, how gruesome Quentin Tarantino films are. So in a way, he's showing us how we, we would, are. Yeah.
0: That's brutal. That's fucking brutal.
1: <laughs> that makes me uh, scared and watching a another yeah, Tarantino I, movie in a the theater.
0: Yeah, every, every Quentin Tarantino movie is all about a vigilante. Cause I totally forgot about one, fucking Kill Bill that's in the same universe and that's about one woman who was uh, trying to kill Bill three movies it took it took was it three? no two. two two movies it took her to try to kill Bill she finally got it done and that's supposed to be like in that universe and that is the gruesomest way to kill like the way that she killed those uh... it was like
1: the most subtle gruesome yeah she was... just like tapped his chest yeah. a couple times and basically what, what exploded his heart. What about the way he
0: killed those uh, what, the 77, 78s?
1: Those martial artists. Yeah. There was blood everywhere, man. Everywhere. Everywhere. So much
0: blood that they had to put it in black and white because they ran out of red.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, I'm okay, let's get off of the uh, quick Tarantino. <laughs> My pick for a movie um, is not really a movie. It's a TV series. It's a a Netflix series and it's called Chef's Table. I saw it after one of our friends told me to watch it for a long time, and I I see why he told me to watch it. It was a it's a pretty good watch. I thought it was just gonna be a chef at his table just talking about his fine dishes and stuff and Nixon or I was uh, oddly surprised that it was about like the top chefs in the in the world, and they were talking about how they search for these different types of uh, food and their approach to making food is totally different from everybody else and there were some of these chefs who have this um, I forgot there's a measuring system on the the top restaurants in the world and some of these chefs have that They, they have these like they have like three stars or four star restaurants but it's like it's on this measuring system that no chef Like There's no restaurant down here in South Florida that has it. Not one. And it's not because the food is not good. It's because the service is not good. And I realized the service wasn't good because in the documentary, on one of the the episodes, it says that what someone does, what the person who who judges all these restaurants, what they do is they put a fork or utensil on the floor, and depending on how long it takes a waiter or waitress to grab that fork that they put on the floor, Depends on one star So <clears throat> I know for a fact If I own a restaurant There's a chance that Yeah a, a fucking fork falls on the floor You place a fork on the floor There's a chance that somebody's not going to get it And that's that's one of the, the, the tricks and shit And another thing is like the course How do they, how do they serve you Some of these restaurants They, they serve you in like There's one of the restaurants that They make your fucking plate look like a a work of art like a what's that dude's name? What's that dude's name who just splats fucking shit all mm. over the place? Yeah. From the seventies, they just make they make your plate look like that, which looks like it's not even edible, but if you taste it, it tastes great stuff. Um, that's my pick for for you guys for this week. If you're gonna watch a documentary, watch Chef's Table. Is there more than racing. one season? Yeah, it's two seasons. you two saw, seasons, you saw both seasons? Yeah. There's only like six episodes a season, so. It's not hard
1: to watch. All right. Uh, my throwback flick of the week is a movie that I was trying to show my mother-in-law the other night because I told her it was really good. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies that came out last year. I was disappointed that they didn't get as many Oscar nominations as they did, um, as they should have got. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie is Sicario, It w- directed by Denis Villeneuve who's uh, a director that I'm strongly becoming a fan of. Uh, he also directed um, Prisoners with Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. But uh, this movie stars Emily Blunt, Benicio Del Toro, um, and Josh Brolin. Um, the movie is basically about uh, an FBI agent who gets recruited into this like special ops team. Um, their mission is to try to take down the Mexican cartel. And of course, you know, they're, you know, she's, she's a person who's very tactical, uh, does everything by the book. These guys are doing everything complete opposite of what she was expecting. Everything that they do is pretty much illegal, but they're doing what they need to do to try to take down uh, the head honcho for the Mexican cartel. And she realizes that she is just not equipped for that job at all. And then she finds out, spoiler alert, at the end, they're really just using her because in order for them to do what they do in the movie, they need a domestic agency present, which is what she pre- what she represents, the FBI. So they basically just use her so that at the end, she can sign a paper just saying, "Yeah, everything they did was legal." But um, crazy movie, Benicio del Toro. I think that's like one of the sickest roles I've seen him in uh, recently. Um, I can't wait to see what he does in the new Star Wars movie. I don't know if you guys know he's a he's going to be a new villain.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Not in Rogue One, but in Star Wars Episode 8. Oh, also, it's the,
0: it's the present or the future. Yeah. Star, no, it's the past. Present. Because like, Star Wars, long, long ago. time ago. I don't fucking care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's going to be a villain. Um, but yeah, he did an amazing job in this movie. Uh, super sick. Cinematography of this movie is gorgeous. Um, the person who did the cinematography was a. The same guy, his name is Roger Deakins. He did the the cinematography for No Country and Old Men. If you guys have seen that movie, the colors are ridiculous. Uh, the editing, sound editing, everything about this movie was great. I was, I was shocked when I found out that this movie only got, I think, like, two or three nominations at the Oscars. And they were all, like, technical awards. I think this movie definitely should have been nominated for Best Film or Best yeah. Directing, at least. But it's all right they they're hating on him the same way they hate on my boy Christopher Nolan. It's okay.
0: That what you think? Yep. That's what you think?
1: They're, they're haters, man.
0: I mean, what 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 was in the categories for cuz it came out last year. I remember seeing that movie and I was like, "Yo, man, that movie is a solid movie."
1: The, and the same thing with Prisoners, man. Prisoners I think was an amazing movie that should have been nominated for best film or best director. Nothing. Not even Best Supporting Actor for Jake you know, Gyllenhaal. That was a lot of people saw of Prisoners. Roles.
0: A lot of people saw Prisoners. And there was a lot of people who were saying that, uh, oh, they got to make a part two. And I was like, no, nah, they don't. No. No. I'm like, why would you need a part two Did for it? It says, yeah. Say, yo, because, you know, then, oh, spoiler. They no, because, you know, he never found, uh, they never found that guy who was underneath that car. I'm like, yeah, but you don't need that. Everybody wants a conclusion nowadays, man. Everybody wants, like, to leave the movie theater with, like, I know everybody needs, you need a period, you need a button at the end of uh, every movie, but some buttons are just, like, loose. You just need something that just be some, just see, you don't need the whole thing. You don't need to know that the the, the guy gets the girl. You don't need to know that the, the hero wins and the villain loses or anything like that. It's cool to know that shit i mean the guy doesn't get the girl but maybe he learns a lesson um you the what you called the hero doesn't kill the villain maybe the villain gets away and the hero is now becomes the villain or some shit like that which is always a cool a cool ass movie uh dark knight 2 uh that's what happened to him he became the villain mhm uh, i think those are pretty cool movies that i like when that shit happens like yeah Say, see, yo, cause not every uh not every bird gets his nut. I think that's the saying, or not every squirrel gets his nut. <laughs> wrong animal. Wrong wrong animal. Not every squirrel gets his nut.
1: That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right. So that's it for throwback flicks of the week. Yep. On to movie news. <laughs> <laughs> nice little fade in and out. <laughs> um, Pat actually sent me some cool articles um, a couple days ago. George Romero is finally getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Fucking
0: long overdue, dog. <laughs> Yo, because you know, look how many people got their star before he did.
1: Christopher and Nolan got his star before he did.
0: Kim Kardashian. No, no, she doesn't have a star. I take that back. Because <laughs> I was going to be upset about that. I'm like, yo, Kim Kardashian has a star on uh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame before he did. Before he did, but for, she doesn't. For
1: all the youngsters who have no idea who George Romero is, you could pretty much call him the godfather of the dead. Uh, he's 76 years old now. Um, this is the guy who created Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, Survival of the Dead. That's him, man. Uh, this is the guy that reinvigorated uh, that genre for all of us. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, he was the first filmmaker to make z- movies about zombies that actually ate people. Before that, zombies were literally like the first time a zombie was ever presented in a movie. They, it was, the story was that they were regular people under hypnosis. Because if you look up the word zombie, it really means like when you're not in control of your mind. Mm-hmm. And he was the person who came up with the idea of why don't why don't we make them dead and make them come back to life? Because how can you kill some something that's already dead? You know? And that's what terrified everyone. I mean, that's what brought uh the walking dead, yeah. brought back, you know, this zombie crave that everybody has now. I remember watching Night of the Living Dead with my brother when we were kids. And we were like freaked out. Yeah, that
2: was the first film that actually gave me a nightmare. Or the only film that gave me a nightmare. I remember waking up in the middle of the night thinking <laughs> I was in a house. They only ate brains, right?
1: Uh, the black and white version, yeah. they were. I think they were after brains. No, but in the black and white version, you see them eating body parts.
0: Yeah, because I remember it was that it was a car full of people. And it blew up, and then they went into the car, start eating those people. That was the remake. That was the that one was in color. Remake? Yeah, ah, okay.
1: That was the remake. But uh, yeah, so congratulations to Mr. Romero. Uh, you deserve it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What else? Um, Movie Pass. Movie Pass. For those that don't know, Movie Pass is a new um, service. It's a thirty dollars a month service. Mm-hmm. You yep. pay this monthly fee, and you're able to go to the movies as many times as you want and watch as many movies as you want. Um, once a day, it's once a day. Oh, it's go, once a day.
0: Yeah, it's once a day. You can uh, you can watch any movie once a day for 30 days or 31 days, and it's basically like you're just paying a dollar for a movie. And if you like, if you like to go to the movies a lot, um, if you if you go to the movies more than three times in a month. This movie pass is for you.
1: I think we need to get a yeah. movie pass.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you like to go to a movie theater more than three times in a month, then movie pass is for you. But if you're somebody who likes to, you know, every now and then, like you like to go once or twice a month, there's a chance that you may not even go that month at all, then, yeah, you can pass on it. Because as of right now, movie pass, they only allow you to go see regular D movies like uh there's no uh 3d movies you can go see on the movie pass there's no IMAX movies you can see you can only see regular movies on movie pass for that for that price which is still good I mean it's, yeah, still, it's awesome. still good it's still good
1: uh but the reason why we bring it up is because they now have a new CEO yep. movie pass launched a while back and still people don't know about it did you hear about it uh, see like this is Anthony's first time hearing really? about it no, no, no. Not a lot of people know about it, um, mm. so I think the, which is the reason why they have a new CEO. Their new CEO is Mitch Lowe, who was an early executive for Netflix and Redbox, two really successful companies. So I, it's pretty evident why he's, well, he's now a girl, the new bro. yeah. He's a and he was the one who was um, a strong component to getting Netflix to where it is now. Oh. So I think it's pretty evident why he's the new CEO. Movie Pass are probably going to do a lot of marketing now. Um, yeah,
0: cause I, yo, even when I was, uh, on, I was just, at one point I was on movie pass and then I got off, but I mean, I'm thinking about getting back on since this podcast. Um, I was thinking like, yo, if they're willing to just give me like, I'm willing to pay like an extra $5 or an extra $7 just so I can get to these, uh, you know, the premium seating movie theaters, you know, the seatings that like, it's like you, you you, what you call it, you, oh, I want these two seats, that like you can pre-order seats in advance kind of stuff, so when well, you go into the movie theaters, or those IMAX movie theaters and stuff like that, I'm willing to do that, if I can just get that kind of offer. I don't need to go to these IMAX movies every day, but if they can just be like, well, okay, what's your movie pass this month? You get to go to three IMAX uh, movies.
1: Or at least get, like, a discount on those yeah. tickets or something. I yeah,
0: something like that, because it's like, yeah, I would like to see an IMAX movie, even though I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll watch it in a regular D. I'll And uh, I guess I'll just watch it in regular D, and if it's that good, I'll just pay to go watch it in IMAX, which I haven't done that shit in a long time. Because usually I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I just, when I had the movie pass, I'm like, you know what, I'll just watch it in uh, 3D, or i just watch it in IMAX, and I just won't use my movie pass. But... There was a way that you can actually use your Movie Pass and get your money back. And what you do is, you buy the IMAX. No, no. What you do, you buy the ticket from Movie Pass. Once you get the ticket, you go to the booth. You tell them, "I want to upgrade this to IMAX theater." If there's any seats left in there, what you do is they'll they'll upgrade you, so you just end up paying like five dollars, other than paying the the what wow. you call it the regular it's just too much work <laughs> it's just too much work it's too much human communication <laughs> and, and human interaction and you know that's nowadays we're, we're trying to avoid as we we're trying to keep the human interaction to a bare minimum <laughs> to a bare minimum not everybody wants to be talking to people who they don't know I don't know why but you know it's just like one of those feelings I think everybody just weirded out but
1: But, you know, I mean, like I'm excited that this guy's the CEO, Mm -hmm. but I'm also kind of nervous because what if this guy tries to implement like, oh, with this, you can watch the movie the same day it comes out in theaters on TV with this movie pass. Like they come up with an app and instead of going to the movies, you could just watch in your living room. That's kind of that's going to be like the end of movie theaters if that happens now. Because you don't think people are just going to stay home instead of driving to the theater, getting in line, being in a theater full of noisy-ass, annoying people. No. Because they're doing it now. There's times where, like, on yeah, demand, they, they they, they advertise, like, oh, the same still, day as theaters.
0: still, it's that uh, maybe for, Well, for us. Yeah, for us. But I think there's some people, kids. they don't care. Well, Anthony, you're you younger than us, man. You think that feeling? Nah, because you like movies. You yeah. like going to movie theaters. Yeah, I like the whole experience you of see? actually. That's what I think it because is. Because I think it,
2: it builds up the anticipation of you actually wanting to see it.
0: Yeah. I, think, I don't think that feeling's ever going to go. As much as people like to stay in, people do like to go out and watch a movie, man. I don't like the fact that most of these movie theaters that I go to are built inside fucking malls because I don't like malls, but I like going to movie theaters. <laughs> I like going to movie theaters, seeing like uh, seeing like these big-ass screen TVs and just watching movies. I don't think that feeling is ever—I hope it doesn't go away. I hope it doesn't go away, but I will watch a—you um, know what? I would have watched the Swiss Army, man. In the of, uh, in my house, I would watch that in my house.
1: Uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that like movie again. Movies, in, yeah, in those the house.
0: independent movies, I can see me watching those like in my house kind of thing. And then I can, I can be telling like people about. It. I'm like, yeah, man, you should definitely go check that movie out. I'm like, yo, how about we get everybody together and we go watch that shit in movie theaters? I'm like, yo, I'm willing to pay another fucking ten dollars to go watch that fucking movie. Or, since it's a movie pass, I wanted to pay an extra dollar to go watch that movie in the movie theaters.
2: Or also, if have you ever shown a friend a movie that you really enjoyed and they watched it and they're like, eh? And then you always say, if you would have seen it in theater, it would have been a totally oh, yes. experience.
0: Oh, uh, fucking um, Fifth Element, yo. I regret not seeing that movie in movie theaters, man. I regret not seeing that movie in movie theaters. There's a lot of movies out there that I regret not seeing in movie theaters. The-
1: yeah, I think I felt that way for both Star Trek movies. I never I never saw them in theaters. The old ones? The the the, the, the last two that came out. The last two? JJ boom. Yeah. A- like I wish I would have seen them in uh, IMAX.
2: Yeah, like uh yeah, that was good. One of my managers uh saw the last Mad Max film and he watches all his movies on his phone and he saw Mad Max and he goes, Eh I go. You're watching it on a little, <laughs> on is, a little phone. Why so does he watch it on
0: his phone? <laughs> he, uh, so uh,
2: there's a website. He know he has. Oh, so he hacks it.
1: It's oh, probably so Showbox.
0: No, it's uh, it's called Admit Admit Me. Oh, yeah. why does he? What is he doing that? Yo, you can't watch Mad Max. That's you see. That's one of those grandiosos movies that you just can't yeah. watch on a small screen, man. You need to be on a. You need to project that shit.
1: And you need the surround sound, man. Yeah,
0: you need everything. It's like. That's an experience. That movie is an experience because the stunts that they had in it... Everything about that movie is just like... If you're watching it on a small screen, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. That movie is like that. What else is like that? Um, damn, there's a couple of movies like that. Uh, oh, uh, Avatar. Oh, yeah. Avatar is like that. If you, I can't watch... I, I've never watched Avatar outside of movie theaters. I've never watched it... When it came on TV, when uh, I think at Netflix had it once, I never watched it. Because I'm like, I'm not watching this shit on, on regular television. I said, unless it comes back in movie theaters, I'm never watching it. I'm like, I'm done. I watched it twice in movie theaters. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I can't watch it on no smaller TV. I can't watch it on no smaller screen. It has to be a, a big screen. 70-foot screen. <laughs> IMAX theater. It has to.
1: Uh what else? Um Pacific Rim 2 is starting pre-production. Nice. Um uh, but it's going to be a different director. It's not Guillermo del Toro, so I don't know if that's good or bad. Mm. Uh the guy <laughs> the, the guy that's uh directing it I believe it's the same guy who directs uh the Daredevil show. Yep. Really? His name is Steven DeKnight. He directed uh I guess a couple episodes or maybe the season, I don't know, of uh Daredevil on Netflix.
0: Damn.
1: The movie's set to come out in 2018, but it's going to compete with Marvel's Black Panther movie. So, at the same time, that's yeah, going to be tough. That it's going to be tough because Black Panther was like a he was a favorite in the Captain America movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what else, Pat? You had a story too about uh, Stephen King's It.
0: Oh yeah. Um. There's a new director on the Stephen King's It movie that's supposed to be coming out next year, 2017. I believe it's September. Nope. Yeah. September 8th, 2017. Um, the new director, is name. Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck up his last name. Andy Machete. I'm, yeah, I'm going to call it that. <laughs> Andy Machete. And uh, he just, on his uh, Instagram, he just gave us a drawing of the concept of what he wants the new it to look like. He drew it on his concept. uh, con- uh Yeah. Composition book. And this new it. Looks pretty vicious man. This is pretty unreal. I'm going to show the picture around. I'm going post it up on the Facebook page. This new it. Is uh, the real deal. I-, I was never really a fan of uh, clowns. I'm not scared of them or anything. I just like. I mean, they just make you, they're, there, they're there to make you laugh. But I've never had a, I've never laughed from a clown before. Yeah, but
1: that original clown from the original one, man, that's legendary. That's terrifying.
0: Wasn't there a, a picture of it at the end of a block like uh, Michael Myers? Remember how Michael Myers is just standing at the end of a block? I think I've seen that, that picture.
1: Thing. I think it was a popular meme, but I don't think that was that same clown. I think it was just a guy in a clown outfit. Oh, okay.
0: Because that clown... <laughs> That picture, that freaked me out. Because I'm thinking, like, what happened if you just see a clown at the end of a block just looking at you like that?
1: Dude, Stephen King's It Man terrified me when I was a little kid.
0: They said that the book is uh, scarier than the actual movie. But I the read. Movie did scare me too, man.
1: I read a little bit of the book. It, it's weird. It's weird? It's weird. Like, the, the if you Stephen watch. Stephen King's a weird guy. He is a super weird guy. <laughs> he is. He's a super weird guy. And I've noticed the best movies based off of Stephen King novels mm-hmm. the reason why they were so good was because they were super different from the book and for example the shining dude i've not met one person who said that they didn't like the shining like it was a the, remake but the remake and was and the more remake was was closer to the book yeah. on abc and that shit was terrible <laughs> and corny and they yo like one of the best scenes in Stanley Kubrick's The Shining was when they were running in the maze. That didn't even happen in the book at all. There was no maze. What happened in the book was that there were the bushes shaped as animals, and they came to life. Yeah. I'm sorry, but a bush coming at me is not, like, no. Yeah, I think what like, uh, that's uh, Stanley not scary.
0: Kubrick did was he just made it personal. He made it to, like, it's just, like, this guy is sick. Yeah. And it, he wants to kill his family. So. And
1: in the in the book... The dad becomes good again, and he rescues his family. Mm. This one, like you said, he's out. He's yes. out for blood. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's what made the movie terrifying, as far as it goes. Um, there's a scene where the clown goes into space, and beca- it's, it's like a they they realize that it might be like an alien from outer space. Uh, there's like a lot of homosexuality in the book. You find out that one of the bullies is actually gay. Um and, uh, what else? I like it was just I read parts of the book and I was just like, yo, where is this story going, man? This like this story is kind of going into like every direction, and then I realized the movie they 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 changed a lot of those parts to make it scary and to make it less yeah weird. So
0: I think that's I've, directors know that Stephen King is a weird guy. His books are weird, and they were just like. Let's just bring it back. Let's just ring it in. See what we could do from this uh, this concept that he has here as a book.
1: But uh, right in the beginning of the movie, um, I don't know if you remember the kid who had the little paper boat. It was raining. Yeah. And it falls into the sewer, and he's like, "Oh, why don't you, you know, yeah. reach in and grab it?" Yo, he pulled the kid's arm off out of his socket. Really? That's what happens in the movie, but they don't show it. They just like say it. Yeah. Like that was a TV movie, dude. Yeah it was That was a TV movie And I remember like Trying to go to bed after that Was so fucking hard
0: It was an alien wasn't he?
1: He was like a big like Spider looking creature
0: So he wasn't an alien
1: Well in the book bu- According to the book He's yeah I guess He's like an alien Oh From like another dimension Or something
0: I, just... I gotta watch
1: it again <laughs> I got to watch Is it. Is it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix. No? Maybe? I think I'm not going to watch it. I'm <laughs> just saying I'm going to watch it.
0: But I'm not going to watch that movie. That, that movie still kind of creeps me out, man. I remember the first time I watched it, I had a lot of questions for my pops, man. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what's happening, man? And then it was a part two to that movie.
1: Yeah, well, that's what they're doing with this movie. This movie's going to be divided into two parts. Two movies? Yeah. Oh, the, I mean. Because the story is that long. Like,
0: they're actually, They already started shooting. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But it's
1: uh, I think it part one comes out next year or the year after, and then part two comes out a couple years after that. Oh. Because like, the first half focuses on the characters when they were kids, yeah. and they defeated the clown the first time. And then in the sequel, they do it the again as adults. Crazy. Oh, man. What else? Any any other news?
0: Um, Oh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is officially happening. That's news uh, for the people who like uh, Wreck-It Ralph. I enjoyed the movie, the first one. Um, There's going to be a a heap load of cameos in it. Uh, Disney announced that uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming out via Twitter by saying, I'm going to wreck it again. Disney Animation confirmed Wreck-It Ralph Sequel. Here's the first looking concept art, and what it is is just um, a picture of wreck Ralph with the little girl, Candy, Candy Girl. I'm gonna call her that right now. Uh, and it looks like she just—they're just standing over a city that is connected by the internet, and it just has a whole bunch of mock um, stuff that we're used to. Like there's a there's a place that's supposed to be Google, but it's called But it's spelled G-U-G-L-E. There's a place that's supposed to be Amazon, but they call it Amazing. And there's also this thing, this place that's supposed to be Pornhub, but they call it Lube Hub. And uh, I think that's fucking hilarious. want to see if they're going to make a stop there in the movie. Not really sure if they're going to because it is a Disney movie.
1: But is that really uh, an image from Disney? They actually wrote Lube Hub? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let me take a look at that. Yo, you clicked on something. Oh.
0: Click on this again. Um <laughs> there it is. It's t- 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 there it is. Doesn't that look like the Pornhub uh, logo or am I crazy? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I find it funny. And they got an A, they got like different signs. Another, I'm just looking
2: real forward to it. It's another one of uh, Disney's little subliminal. Yeah,
0: for the adults. Yeah, the ones for the adults. Disney's known to do that kind of stuff. Other than that, um, I'm I'm good on the uh, movie news. Oh wait, James Cameron. He said that uh he 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 didn't like uh, the Star Wars that came out, JJ Abrams' Star Wars that came out. He thought it was um, too safe. Too safe. Which I agree with him.
1: I agree too. Not that I didn't like Star Wars. I actually loved it. I loved The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. And I thought it was a huge improvement over the George Lucas uh, prequels. Episodes 1, 2, and 3. But I think... I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think J.J. Abrams had to play it safe. Yeah. I think if he would have gone too, you know, too ambitious... People would have just criticized it and said, "You know what? Bring back George Lucas!" Like it, he did exactly what the fans were demanding. They wanted something that was closer to the original trilogy, so he said, "Okay, that's I'm what I'm going to do." Now, keep in mind, I think this new director who's going to be who's going to be directing the next episode—that's where you're going to see the magic. Because that guy, his name is Ryan Johnson. He directed the best episodes off of uh, Breaking Bad. The ones that won like multiple Emmys. Mm. Um, he's a really talented writer, really talented director. I think he's gonna bring the magic. Like he's gonna bring the stuff that you thought, oh shit, I've never seen this before in a Star Wars movie. Like he's gonna be the ambitious one. JJ Abrams, I was kind of expecting of think, expecting him to do I think the, he safe played the
0: safe stuff. Because he's a fan. Exactly. Yeah. The thing about being a fan is remember community, right? Yeah. Remember season four? Those two guys who took on uh, right after Dan Harmon left, they were ded- they, you know They say they were diehard fans of the Community, and they they loved the fact that they get a chance to do their own season. Season four of Community fucking sucked. I didn't like it. He yeah. didn't like it. The only reason why we even watched it is because it's, it's a fucking show Community. Yeah, we watched it just because of that. And then when Dan Harmon came back, it was like, yeah, this is the Community that <laughs> I'm used to, and Yo, I mean, that's why I don't like this whole community was uh, what's going on now that um, people can see what what's actually happened before the movie is being made, even though we're talking about it now. But uh, and they can get to critique it is because, yo, you're not giving these people enough time to actually work out the kinks. What you're seeing is just just the dry, just the dry run of what they're doing. You don't know if that's what it actually is going to be, because there was a lot of comments on Black Panther before the movie came out about how his, how his uh, costume looked. Even though the way his costume looked when they were actually shooting was not the final cut. It was just, yeah, we're just throwing on some black, some black clothes on him, whatever. That's not the way his costume's going to look. But in the movie, his outfit looked friggin' badass. I just think that as fans... We get too involved, and we're, we're always trying to be like, oh, no, let me. this is not the way it's supposed to look. This is how it's supposed to look. Yo, just be like, yo, just sit in the back seat of this Uber and just let this driver get you to your destination. If the destination is not what, to your liking, get out. Go take another Uber. That's it. I mean, it's a movie. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a movie that came from a book that you used to read when you were a little kid, and then just... Enjoy it, and uh, what you call it? Um, James Cameron. He said that he was friends with uh, he's friends with George Lucas. So I think that was the uh, the fact that he said that. I think that was all about um, yo, know, cause he plays it safe too. He cause he said that they played the it safe with the visuals. I understand that coming from James Cameron, the guy who gave us Avatar, cause he doesn't play it safe with visuals. If the technology doesn't exist. He will wait for the technology to exist so he can do that movie, but as script wise, he plays a safe too because all of his Avatar, dude. Avatar is probably the
1: (laughs) safest story I've ever seen.
0: All his all his scripts are safe, all of them.
1: Uh, American white guy is bad. Aliens good. The American guy goes on to the alien side. Because yeah, so we didn't was- see that in Last Samurai. We didn't see that in Pocahontas. We didn't see that in Dances with Wolves. We didn't see that in Fringalee. he didn't plays it like-
0: safe. Yeah, like, he plays it safe with all his movies, script-wise. But visually, he would, they would just, like, knock your, pa- knock your socks off. Titanic, people really talk about the story of Titanic, but nah. That, that's what they were talking about when the movie came out. Nowadays, they're just talking about how epic those scenes were for its time. Because the fact that uh, yo know, he actually built an actual Titanic ship just to shoot that movie, and then they just demolished it right afterwards. It was a functioning ship too, <laughs> and they just broke it in half. They sank one one end of it, and I mean it was. Come on, James, Let's see what you're doing, man. <laughs> I know that I know that you that's your boy, uh, and he lost his job, he lost his baby, but still, man. You ain't got to be like, he played it safe. You you, you are the captain of playing it safe when it comes down to scripts, man. You are the captain of doing that.
1: You know who I think is going to play it really safe is the guy who's going to direct the last Star Wars movie. It's um, Peter Trevorrow who directed Jurassic World. Really? Which was super safe. No, he's not. Yeah. He's doing that? He's doing uh, episode nine. What I think that movie is going to be super safe. What has he done? Because he's other than a fanboy. Anymore. No, that was his. That was his uh, directorial debut. Was Jurassic World.
0: <laughs> his directorial debut was Jurassic World. Yeah, and he played oh, it so safe. They're everybody. Anybody can do this. It's all. Oh man.
1: <laughs> like where were we, man? They didn't give us a call.
0: Dude, if they're just handing out these big movies <laughs> to these people, man, what are you doing? I like, I'll take one. Give me a role. Give me a movie. I'll do the Indiana Jones. What movie? What movie would you want to do, like like a remake or a part or a part in the movie? What movie would you like part to of, do? No,
1: I would have loved Star Wars. But if I can't get Star Wars, um, uh, uh,
0: like a remake or something. Um, you know what? I would want to do, uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? Uh Harrison Ford is in it. He was the main actor in it. Um It's about the future robots oh, Blade, Blade Runner? Runner. Blade Runner. Okay. Give me that. They're actually doing that. Yeah, I know I'll take it for <laughs> <laughs> Gimme that movie. I'll make it a, a film noir.
1: Actually, uh I think yeah, I I would probably wanna do the Alien franchise. The
0: Alien franchise? Yeah. Yeah. That needs a reboot. What about you? I wouldn't
2: can't even think of anything Quentin Tarantino head. movie <laughs> No I wouldn't say he's my favorite director I no, no, like no. his films. Um, who's a good I'm trying to think maybe a good may, movie. or maybe since I'm really into comics mm. uh, Green add Night. on no add on to the dark Knight, I guess and finish the r- rises when Robin takes over Oh
0: that's a good one. That's a good that's a good one. That's better than my What you call it? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Just adding on to one. Yeah, because, I mean, dude, I, I know, I guess, there was, a, there was an article that was like a while back that said that uh, Hollywood is running out of directors to like big name directors to do these uh, comic book movies and stuff like that or just do any movie because they're, they're grabbing all these directors to do these comic book movies. And these directors who are doing these comic book movies they, the comic book movies want out of it so they could do their own stuff but they said they're running out of directors it was one of those, um, those things saying that well maybe this is when they need to diversify they need to start uh, looking at these other directors who are like from uh, other countries or who are different uh, races and stuff like that and start hiring them to do these movies They but the thing with Hollywood is that they're just so old fashioned is that they, they don't want to take risk 'Cause they think that there's not gonna be no reward. Mm. But yo, to be honest, man, all these all these big movies that make blockbusters are a risk. Uh Mad Max was a big risk. Uh Lord of the Rings was a big risk. I mean, it started off as an independent movie. Like he wanted it and he had to he had to get the fundings and everything like that. That was a big movie. Uh, Avatar, Jesus Christ. James Cameron took a that was a big risk. All these movies were big risk. You are playing it safe if you're going to go for like Star Wars, because you already got the fan base. You already they they're doing like uh, Comic Con things every year. You already know that whatever you put out, I mean, whatever you put into the into the pot, you're going to get that and then some. When you're when you're dealing with like Star Wars, or you're dealing with like Marvel or DC, you're always going to get your money. You're always going to get your money back. But I mean, you got to commend those people who are like they just they're like cold calls. Like, they're like, yeah, you know what? I, like, Swiss Army Man. Those movies. They're like, yeah, I don't know if people are going to like it, but here you go. Uh, can I say I like it? I like it. <laughs> I watched it. Um, would I watch it again? Nah. But I will watch something else from those guys, though. They're weird. They're weird, man. And um, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say about those two. But you know what I was thinking about? This is a, a another topic I was thinking about. Oh, that's the end for movie movie stuff. There it is. All right. <laughs> what I was thinking about: Do you think this is the end of um, Judd Apatow and all those other comedy movies? The, his reign as what what funny is?
1: Um, I think it's coming. I think it's slowing down. I think, uh, I mean, after Trainwreck, Trainwreck did okay. It wasn't like the 40-year-old virgin. But I think he wasn't trying to take over comedy. I think he really was. Like, he focused a lot on his trilogy. A lot of people don't know that the movies he directed is actually a trilogy. It's really the 40-year-old virgin, Uh um, Knocked Up, and this is... this is forty, yeah. right? I, I was about to say this is thirty. This is forty. That that was supposed to be like a one, two, and three, like a like his own yeah, like those, personal trilogy. Like even though Paul Rudd is in Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, but whatever. Um, but yeah, he that was supposed to be like his personal films, and then he ended up producing all these other films that we saw, like Superbad, Pineapple Express. But yeah, I think so many people got a taste of that type of comedy. Then now I, I think it's like it's time to like move on to another style of comedy. Yeah. I think some someone else is going to come out with a completely different style because that that style of comedy was so different from what we were used to in the '90s. Yeah, I think in the '90s we were all about like Dumb and Dumber and movies like that. Adam um, Sandler, Adam Sandler yeah, movies. I think that
0: Judd Apatow was like the new Adam Sandler in a way. Yeah, like, like the way that he's just pumping up movies. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy just came out with a movie like last year or like six months ago. Yeah, but like
1: he but his style of of, of of scripts, like the scripts in his movies were so different. Yeah. But when you look at it, like he's just like he is just trying to imitate I guess, you know like I you, you even mentioned this last episode, like that real life, like oh this is how people talk. This is, you know, real life situations, even though they're not. Mm-hmm. But I think now after train wreck, it's it's gonna start slowing down and I, I have a feeling someone else is gonna come out with a new style of comedy like i think uh donald glover like i think there's gonna be like that generation wow. that generation that comes out and they're gonna do something totally different totally weird did you see the 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 trailer for the new show he's coming out in yo I atlanta
0: was i was wondering about that uh i haven't seen it man is it good
1: no, I mean, I haven't I, I haven't seen the, any clips of the show, but the trailers look awesome. Oh, I don't really? know if you've seen them. No, they're I haven't all, seen
2: them, dude. They're in reverse, right? Yeah,
1: they're, like, in reverse, but forward at the same time. Like, it's super weird, but you got to check it out. When you see those trailers, you're going to, like, I want to see that.
0: Oh, man. I got to watch it now, dude. I want to
1: see it. But um, the question is, who who is it going to be, though? Who's going to take over, and what, what new style is this going to be? Because in the 70s, uh, I mean, what was the comedy back in the 70s? The 70s was like... Um, Mel Brooks. Was like else. Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein, that that type of comedy. In the 80s, you had like the vacation movies. National uh, Lampoons. The National Lampoons, Weird Science, the teen movies, Breakfast Club, and stuff like that. Uh The, the 90s, you had like the new... The version of like slapstick comedy. Yeah, like uh, the, the Blues Brothers. Um, the Blues Brothers you had. 90s? No, that was uh, I think that was seventies actually. Late seventies. Blues 70s. brothers. Early eighties, Really?
0: Yeah. God damn it. Um
1: <laughs> you had there's something about Mary. Something about Mary. You, you had... had
0: those teen movies too. Not another teen movie. Uh
1: oh those parodies. Those
0: parody movies. Uh what else came out in the nineties? I mean, there was just like a like different funny man. It was like different levels of funny. Yeah. As it went on. I can't really remember about the 90s though. But I know in the early 2000s. We had. Um, oh. No you can't call that a comedy. I was going to say Bad Boys. But that, that's not really a comedy. That's like an action film. Well, in the early 2000, What the hell did we have? We didn't have anything. There was a gap wasn't there. Of like comedy movies.
1: Early 2000s. I was in high school. Freshman year. What came out? We I mean we had a we still had a couple of those teen movies a couple of those yeah. teen movies still yeah but those were popular
0: like, oh like American Pie and stuff yeah we had American Pie yeah that's what it was it was like American Pie and oh then uh, that movie that we saw last week the week before last um, that had Ryan Reynolds in it it was all those those high school or college movies
1: but it was like it was like you know American Pie was one of those like. Oh my God, I can't believe they're actually showing this in a movie, even though what are they showing? It's not that big of a deal. It's masturbation. It's yeah. you know, it's all this stuff. And then I think Judd Apatow is basically a new version of that. You know, when we when people see his movies, oh my God, I can't believe they said that, or I can't believe they actually showed that. But what they're showing is supposed to be imitating life. It's not yeah. you know, so I, I, I wonder what this new comedy this new style of comedy that's going to well, take over. it could over. be
0: like, uh, Aziz, I'm sorry. Have you seen his uh, Netflix show?
1: Yeah. Master of be, None.
0: Yeah, it could be something like that. That's uh, But all that is, the only thing that is bringing to light is just the whole thing about race. That's the only thing. I mean, but it's a big thing. But it, that's the only thing that I can really see that they're bringing forward to the table. And it's just like interracial relationships and stuff like that. But um,
1: Or maybe, I mean, maybe this new style of comedy is already here. It's just not as big as, because you have like the like Workaholics comedy? guys, which are like raunchy. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie Neighbors was like that, I think that same style of comedy as Workaholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neighbors 2 just came out. This new movie, uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Is coming out and uh, it's the Silicon, same guys.
0: Silicon Valley, Veep, those shows are like New Age comedy. They curse a lot in VEEP like a hell of a lot. But sometimes those cuss words that they're using, it's not even it's not really they curse a lot, it's just that the metaphor their metaphor game is sick. <laughs> it's on like it's on the next level that I'm like, man, I I, I can't I just can't understand it. But I like it though. I like it. Um,
1: it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That is another like raunchy comedy. Like some of this mm-hmm. stuff that they joke about, like it's funny for guys, but like if girls see it, they're like, Ew, Like what is this? Yeah. It's, you know, it's very like male driven. But then you have women that are trying to be like that too. Women that are getting really raunchy, like Amy Schumer, Amy Schumer. And you have, uh, there's a new girl, I forgot what her name is. She's on Tina Comedy Faye? Central. Oh, now, no. she has a show. I and she something. says it. She says on the commercial, like, oh, I'm a pervert and I don't care. I, I like to talk about, about it. Blonde hair, blonde hair. Yeah. yeah, she is perverted, man. Yeah, she is. Like I'm a she guy, went to and like, I think she's
0: perverted. She went to a uh, a cuddle party. Oh, Nikki Glaser, I think that's right. yeah. She went to like a cuddle a cuddle party or something like that. And I like the show was on uh, Hulu, and I went to sleep, watching something, and then I woke up, and that show, that episode was on, and I was like, "What the hell is she doing now?" <laughs> and she went to like some cuddle party, so all they do is just cuddle. Like a it's like this place that just looked like beds, and all you do is just you just grab somebody that you never met before, you just cuddle with them, just have conversations about cuddling and stuff, which is weird. It just sounds weird. And she went over there and she was just whispering in people's ear and stuff. And that's the thing that weirded me out because I'm like somebody who I don't know just whispering in my ear. She says, "You feel that? <laughs> you feel that? That's me. I'm I'm all over you. I'm all on your back." And I'm like, "Yep, that weirded <laughs> me the fuck out, man." But but you know, um. She the, the, the
1: episode I saw, she was at an anal seminar.
0: Oh, I saw that too, man. And <laughs> she
1: was she was talking to a couple, and she thought that they were there because the man was gonna give it to her, but it was the other way around. Yeah. they were there because she was gonna give it to him.
0: <laughs> I saw that, and, <laughs> and he was he was like, "No," nah. he said, "No, nah, no, nah, we're not gonna go with that because they had like different sizes." And he was like, "No, nah, we're not going go with that one." He said, "No, nah, we're just gonna try with the pinky first. We're just gonna <laughs> go try with the pinky first that is fucking Was hilarious. It?
2: it was a couple, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, those I don't know if you know who those guys the, that couple was. It's Tom Segura. He's a stand-up comedian. His wife is also a stand-up comedian. Oh, I don't know, oh, know. They have they had they actually have a podcast as well. You could check them out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Your mom's house. Oh, I right? heard about that podcast. I <laughs> <laughs> actually saw that guy live. He's really really funny. Oh, Watch nice. him on Netflix. He's hilarious, Tom Segura. <laughs>
0: It's fucking hilarious. I didn't know that, uh... I didn't know that it was a comedian. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. I'm trying to di- dive into anal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> well, I mean... Oh. It's about that time, everybody. Um... I guess that's it for us. Uh, that's it for... we seen to podcast. Hope everybody have a good week. Um... Sorry about the hiatus. (laughs) Hi, haters. (laughs) Bye, lovers. (laughs) Y'all take it easy. Later. This is Kev. (laughs) See you guys later. (laughs)